0: Episode three hundred and fifty-eight. What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? What if season one, episode six. Welcome Welcome to level seven. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of Shield and the Marvel Cinematic Cinematic Universe. Universe. It's a place. Hello and welcome to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and if you are joining us, it's because I think you want to listen to a podcast where we talk about what if I don't even have to ask, what if you wanted to listen to that? That's 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 why you're listening right now. I think we are here to talk about what if the MCU and all sorts of fun things that happen as we go about it. And when I say we, I mean, it's me, Ben, Ben Avery and Samantha. Welcome.
1: Hello. How
0: are you doing, Samantha?
1: Doing all right. How are How are you tonight?
0: I'm doing OK. I'm doing OK. Been, I've had a, a rough month or so at work because I've been covering for someone who resigned, and they resigned on the best of terms. That was good, but we haven't found a replacement yet, and that's been not so good. So I am exhausted.
1: Yeah, but are they are they going to actually get someone to cover that position? Because I hate it when they – Yes, they, yes, okay, they are, good. yeah. Because I really yeah. hate it when someone leaves a job, and then all all of a sudden you have to pick up the, their slack and still do your job.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's just uh, it's definitely stopgap, but okay. It's 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 been rough, so yeah. But I am excited to be able to do fun stuff like this that you know makes the week a little bit lighter <laughs> and, and a little bit more fun. So yeah, so we're here to talk about what if and. I just want to quickly talk about our spoiler po- policy Our spoiler policy is that if we have talked about the thing on the podcast before, then it's fair game for us to spoil it. So like, if you haven't seen what if zombies, uh, we might be spoiling a little bit. We, we might talk about that uh, in this episode, even though this episode is not about that. And if you haven't seen Iron Man or Black Panther, we will definitely be spoiling some of that stuff as we talk about what was different between those two movies, especially, and this episode here, which is about Killmonger and Tony Stark, which I'll just say I I was not expecting this episode to be what it was when, when I started watching it. So, I don't know, should we just jump in and start talking about the plot?
1: Yeah, let's just go ahead and jump in.
0: All right. So my, uh, my snarky alternative title for this isn't, isn't as snarky as, as it could be, but it's just, what if Killmonger got a head start on his plan? (laughs) Um, because this is definitely him jumping in a little bit earlier. And as a result, there is very little opposition to him. Although I guess in Black Panther, there was very little opposition to him there. Killmonger didn't have to deal with the Avengers. He just had to deal with T'Challa. So, but this way he gets in a little bit earlier. Iron Man doesn't exist. The other heroes don't exist as far as this timeline is concerned. So what happens here? Well, the, the Nexus point happened some point before the first Iron Man movie where Killmonger decided, I'm going to step in early and I'm going to get Tony Stark's trust so that he can get access to Tony Stark and to Tony Stark's tech, know-how and fortune. He gets the trust by saving Tony's life, he gets the trust by exposing Obadiah Stane and that Obadiah Stane was behind the kidnapping attempt that failed because Killmonger stepped in and stopped the first scene from Iron Man the movie from happening altogether. And then he gains Tony's trust by showing him his doctoral thesis, which I don't know about you, Samantha. I I have not done a doctoral thesis, but I think potentially one of the coolest doctoral theses you could do is creating a real-world, life-size mech that you can program with fighting and put guns on it and send it off into battle. Like that's that's a cool doctoral thesis.
1: That is. But at the same time, to me, it sounds really, really scary.
0: (laughs) Well, it's drawing on a couple different things. One is like the whole montage where they're when they start building that stuff feels like the Iron Man montage where he's working on on his armor. But it also the look is inspired by obviously anime, but it's also definitely inspired by the drones from Iron Man 2. Where you have all the yeah. the uh, unmanned armor that, that's going into battle.
1: Yeah, uh, I I to me it it looked a lot like Transformers or Power Rangers, which I think really shows my age because I'm thinking the early Power Rangers, <laughs> like the first version of the Power Rangers.
0: Okay, but here's what really would show your age because to me, I mean, obviously Transformers as well, but. Um, and they, they name drop the bit, one of the big ones, Gundam mm-hmm. and, and then Robotech. Like, it looks like a lot of the different mechs that come from a lot of the different sources that became the American, American Robotech. But yeah, I mean, it, it totally, you've got <laughs> Killmonger watched uh, anime when he was a kid and enjoyed it and put it to work for him in his doctoral thesis.
1: I didn't realize that he had a doctorate.
0: <laughs> well, in this he does. I, I would imagine he probably did in, in the Black Panther movie. I would need to go back and and check. But in this, yeah, this was his doctoral thesis. Maybe he doesn't have his doctorate, though. I mean, it's possible that the board was just like, "What? what is this? <laughs> you're, you're making your cartoons come to life? What?
1: Yeah, but... Let's see. In order to get – well, he's an officer in the military, correct? Yes. Okay. So in order to become an officer, I think you have to have at least a bachelor's degree, if not a higher degree, from a university. My younger brother, who is a Navy officer, he does have a master's degree. So depending on what he's doing in the military – he he may have been required to seek out a doctorate and to earn it. So he may actually have a doctorate. Dr. Killmonger.
0: <laughs> Which sounds even more villainous when you say it. Out it does.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he gains all of this trust. He gets promoted to Happy's Happy Hogan, his hopeful position of being head of security, he also kind of gets promoted past Pepper, as he gets Obadiah Stane's role, and and then they set to work. They're going to build the 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 mech, and they need vibranium to make the mech really work, because uh, Iron Man, or rather Tony Stark, has a great idea uh, to create the 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 mini uh, what I can't remember he called it. <laughs> What, what it's called, but the mini thing that he has in his chest. And he's like, that's a stupid idea. And then
1: all oh, the arc reactor,
0: the arc reactor. Yeah. No, uh, no, that's a stupid idea. No, they need vibranium. And this is where this is Killmonger's plan. Killmonger gets, you know, drops the idea out there. Tony's like, that's a great idea. They need to get it. And so they go to claw and we have a setup similar to what we saw in, in age of Ultron, Uh, unfortunately for the plan and for a lot of other things, them going to claw to get the vibranium brings T'Challa. Black Panther comes. He intends to take the vibranium back to Wakanda. Also, Rhodey is there as part of the mission and Rhodey and Black Panther end up on opposite sides, end up fighting each other, but Killmonger ends up killing them both and using the situation to, again, You know, earn more trust and and get people on his side, except for one person. He returns and Tony confronts him. He knows what Killmonger did. And he has the Killmonger mech working for him. It's powered by vibranium. It works. And he sets it up against Killmonger, but Killmonger is able to fight the thing, stop the thing and kill Tony. So now Wakanda and the U.S. are put in conflict with one another. It is war. They are going to make more of these mechs. And as they do, they go take them into battle. Killmonger kills Claw, uses that to earn Wakanda's trust. And then they are – he leads them into battle. And they win the first battle in this war against the United States. Killmonger becomes the new Black Panther. He has a touching conversation with uh, on the Ancestor plane with T'Challa, but he really doesn't listen to it. At least I don't think he's going to. Of course not. (laughs) And Shuri doesn't trust him, so she finds out the information she needs. Yeah. (laughs) She finds out information about what he did, killing Rhodey, killing Tony, and she brings that to Pepper, and the world prepares for war as they prepare to expose him. So that is... Basic plot of this episode. And I don't know. I, this feels like in some ways. One of the more straightforward ones. It also has one of the better endings. I feel. It's still. I don't know how you're feeling about the endings here. Samantha. I, the, I think the biggest ding that I have on what if. Is the endings. The endings are intentional. Att- intentionally open-ended. But it's, I don't know. It's just getting old. I, I don't know the best way to describe how I am feeling about it. But I, I just, I get to the ending. I am like, I want closure. You know, you, you have, you have thirty minutes. Use it well. Give me a story: beginning, middle, end. Captain Carter basically had that, but even that was kind of open ended with with the scene at the end with with Nick Fury. But
1: yeah, but we have a general idea which way that was going. With the next episode that was the one where T'Challa is a Star-Lord, that ended on a happy ending, at least for his character in that universe. This one kind of, yeah, it leaves it open-ended.
0: Well, but you also have the zombie one that ends with zombie Thanos. You know, I just feel like they kind of roll out the story. They do the story they want to do. But then they take it a few bits, uh, a few beats further and set up more, you know, the characters are going to do more things later on. And and I guess I can understand that I at this point, I'm hearing things about uh, the Watcher, maybe, you know, pulling together a team of these characters, bringing them together or something like that. Like, I'm wondering, is that what's going to happen? Are we going to have a what if Avengers where all of these origin stories are just setting up the characters so we can see them go into battle together in the same way that they did with the Avengers, that they did with the Defenders, that they were planning to do with the Offenders.
1: Yeah, but, but the, the Watcher can't pull together a team because he all he can do is just watch.
0: It, there's talk that he might do more than just watch, though. Oh. I don't know. We'll see. Sure. <laughs> we'll see. Because he but, with, with with Doctor Strange, he did do a little more than just watch. He actually spoke back.
1: Yeah. On the other hand, Doctor Strange is he becomes a magical in, in touch with the magic of the universe. And therefore, he is capable to talk to the Watcher.
0: But the Watcher didn't have to answer.
1: He didn't, no.
0: In the Marvel Comics. Uatu, the watcher, does get involved.
1: Ah, okay.
0: He does. He Every once in a while, he does more than just watch because storytelling, you know. <laughs> and, uh, so I, that's why I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen here. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm just – I'm not as excited about what if as I was. When I in the midst of it, waiting week to week to see the next episode, I'm just wondering, okay, so what's gonna be the big reveal at the end that shows us everything is you know, the story is done, but it's not done.
1: That would be interesting to see where he goes from here. Some episodes, like I said, do have a happy ending, like the one where T'Challa is a Star Lord. That's that's a happy ending. However, there's an epilogue where Peter Quill meets his father, Ego. Mm-hmm. And And that goes off on another tangent. But we're also, I mean, these are not entirely isolated stories because we are promised already a second season.
0: Yeah, but we don't necessarily. Okay, so my expectation originally was like the original What If comics, which were self-contained. And they didn't cross over with each other. There might have been a sequel to one every once in a while. But for the most part, they Mm -hmm. stayed in their own little things. And I don't know. We'll see if that's what's happening here. But if you look at all the endings here, Captain Carter, it it was, it wasn't a vague ending. It was a, a rhyme ending to me where it was rhyming with Captain America, the first Avenger. And, and so that worked for me T'Challa became a star Lord. Yes. You had a good ending. And then Peter Quill's dad shows up the world lost its mightiest heroes. You actually kind of had a, a good ending there until Loki takes over the world. I think the best ending that we got was Dr. Strange's ending because that actually felt like an ending. There wasn't like, Oh, all of a sudden uh, Thanos shows up at the end or anything like that. It's like this sad ending. It's a tragic ending, but it was an ending. Mm. And then um, the zombie one zombie Thanos shows up. And then here, I don't know. The ending here is definitely setting up more. Although yeah, I just feel like the yeah, I feel like the story arc for Killmonger doesn't resolve itself here. Are we looking no, at a new, another really episode? Doesn't. We probably are. But
1: it yeah, it it feels like we ended on the first half.
0: So maybe when we do get some sequel episodes, it'll wrap things up better. For me? Maybe. maybe?
1: Yeah, it's just thinking about these episodes, and I think we talked about this earlier in the season with the series, that this series feels a little bit more like Twilight Zone or Outer Limits with the way that they sometimes end ambiguously.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, And that's not a bad thing in Twilight Zone. Again, because they're self-contained, you know, there's not going to be a sequel to right. the episode. Right. And so when it ends ambiguously, you're meant to have that unsettled feeling where you, you ask yourself, okay, so what could happen next? What's going to happen next? You're not going to find out officially from the creators what happened next. It's all, it's all in your head. And, and that's maybe I should be looking at what if like that.
1: Yeah, and that would make more sense like with the zombies episode. With the zombie Thanos. I mean, that's oh, yeah.
0: I mean That was the most frustrating for me and you can hear us talking about that ending in in our zombies episode, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's dive into some of our notes here. Okay. Um one of them is uh this is episode 6. And in three out of six episodes now, Tony Stark has died. Yeah. On screen. (laughs) And so we got zombie Iron Man. We got murdered Iron Man here in this episode. And we had murdered Iron Man in the, uh, was the second episode with the, what if, uh, no, third episode. What if the world lost its mightiest heroes?
1: Yeah. And he was there for about what? 10 seconds for that episode. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, the other interesting thing is for both that episode and this episode, though, they took scenes directly from Iron Man movies and and pulled it word for word, and and that's kind of nice because it, it couches the episode in in the familiar. And and this one started with that dialogue where he's, you know, is it okay to take a picture? Of you? Yeah, it's good. You know, oh, don't throw up a gang sign. I'm just kidding. Throw it up. Oh, peace. With with peace I'd be out of job, you know. He's he's saying all the lines we've heard before. We're seeing the scene and then we see it flip on its head.
1: Yeah, I mean, with this episode, I mean, with the flip, I I felt like Tony had become just a darker version of Tony and not really shouldered the responsibility and and care that he had for other people that we saw in the, in the main universe.
0: Yeah. So his character arc in this episode is what did you learn? I learned we need to go bigger <laughs> with our weapons. You know, he, he and he, 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 they set it up nicely where he's, he's talking about, you know, being attacked by my own weapons made me realize we need better weapons <laughs> so we can take them down. And he, he talks about, I, I wrote the clip uh, the quote down here. Oh, maybe I didn't, where he talks about, you know, we don't want to have to pull the trigger. You know, I, I make the weapons so we don't have to use them. Very Cold War-ish in his uh in his sentiment there. But yeah, his character arc takes him where he's saying, Let's build the drones, let's build the 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 mechs. And then his last scene where he confronts Killmonger, and Killmonger's like, What? You're gonna call the police? And he says, No, the police is the law. I want vengeance. And what does it mean when you want vengeance? You want to be what? An Avenger. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get it, but uh he wants it. But that's his character arc, is realizing he's been betrayed and wanting vengeance. So this episode for me really kind of embodies the idea of an eye for an eye, though. Like that's Tony's thing here is you killed my friend. I'm going to kill you. And, and that's probably what most people would be feeling when someone, um, close to you gets murdered and you, you can, you have the person in front of you. But that's, that's his motivation. That's Killmonger's motivation. That's a lot of the, well, you know, General Ross, you know, as far as the, uh, the American military response that they're talking about doing. Killmonger creates situations where people want vengeance. And then uses that to his advantage. He creates a situation where the U.S. Army wants vengeance and uses that to his advantage so that the U.S. Army attacks Wakanda so he can be a, a hero for Wakanda. He's and like so
1: an anti Fury.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or or more specifically, uh, to me anyway, uh, an, an anti-T'Challa because
1: – Yeah, that's more accurate, I, but – And I yeah. – <laughs>
0: but that's the intention of the episode here is, is that, that idea. I love T'Challa's words to him in, in the realm of the ancestors though.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And again, it's another return of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Ironically from the grave.
0: Okay. So we've got three returns so far of Chadwick Boseman. Uh, He's, in Star Lord episode, he's in the zombie episode, which was a little grosser. But you know, again, you can hear our, us talk about that. But in this one, his final words are so beautiful.
1: Yeah,
0: they're so beautiful. Where did I put that? Uh, you you believe the cure for human suffering is more suffering, and then he gives the warning that power unearned. Can be a very volatile force. And he he basically delivers. A thematic message. That does again say to me. Well there's got to be another Killmonger episode. Coming. And that's the Killmonger episode. Where he has to deal with a volatile force. That he. Has stolen. And the question is. Will it destroy him? Or will he learn from it? And grow from it? Certainly doesn't happen in this episode.
1: Like, I hope so, because like we said, this feels like a a first half of an episode and not a full episode. It ends in an odd spot. So I'm wondering what's going to happen when Thanos shows up, because despite what's going on in this episode, Thanos is still coming. He's done nothing to influence Thanos.
0: He's out there. Yeah, he's definitely on his way. Although, where are the Infinity Stones? If all, I mean, this is one where none of the MCU happens. Okay, so like literally from the beginning of the MCU, which is Iron Man, as far as the as far as the movies go. Right. None of the movies can happen the way that they happened.
1: So the time stone's still in New York as far as I know. Let's see. Loki brought the mind stone. From Asgard, what was that third one? I don't remember. Because in Endgame, there were three that were in New York at the same time.
0: There, yeah, but that was an Endgame after they had been moved around a little bit.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: Uh, what would be interesting with this would be like if we if all of these separate universes that we get in these separate episodes. It, And it would have to happen in the sequels to most of them, but they, they, uh, they all lead up to what, what does it look like then after all this has happened and and Thanos comes, (laughs) like, what, what does it look like? Um, But for this, for this episode, this was the one that has the most possibility for change in the world itself, you know, where, well, let's see. Incredible Hulk. Could happen the way it happens still.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's no Iron Man. There's no war machine.
0: Thor could happen the way it happens still.
1: Hawkeye and Black Widow. They could still be around. Possibly.
0: Yeah, doing doing things for S.H.I.E.L.D. And Captain America the First Avenger, at least up until the point where he was frozen. Right. Could have happened. As it happened in 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 the MCU,
1: if nice. we're kind of
0: taking the point of view that a nexus point happens in the MCU that branches off into these what ifs,
1: yeah. Oh, and you know who's that- still around? Our man Agent Coulson.
0: Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's true.
1: So Fury's still around, of course. Who else? Yeah, so I think so far the only one only people he's really influenced are the Iron Man people, people and his you know the people who are really close to Tony and and Wakanda. I think yeah, but,
0: by, but by influencing that with Iron Man not being Iron Man that means that
1: there's none no of the Avengers form.
0: stuff with Fury happened the way it happened with Fury. Yeah, oh, Captain, no Marvel. Captain Marvel's unaffected.
1: Yeah. Um, would Scarlet Witch and... Um, oh, goodness, her brother, would they be affected?
0: Well, I think that the experiment's possibly would have happened in time to have started, but you're definitely not going to get Age of Ultron right events from them.
1: Certainly no civil war. Yeah. 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 The the, the Avenger movies would definitely look a lot
0: different. Especially when you end up with a setup of Wakanda and Black Panther. Against at least the United States, but maybe more, you know, broadly against the world, you know, once they start coming out. I mean, you could you could see a situation here where it builds into world war.
1: Yeah. With and people choosing it, sides,
0: nations choosing sides and, and that, so.
1: Yeah, and it's all Killmonger's fault. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's what he wants. He wants to build Wakanda up to be the thing that... Uh, let's see. How did he describe it? In this episode, he is confronting Rhodey and he says, why are you wearing the, the uniform of your oppressors? And Rhodey answers, got to be a part of the system to change the system. And he says, nah, you can burn it down. And that's definitely where he's he's at here.
1: Yeah. This is a dark episode.
0: It is. It's a really dark it episode. Is.
1: Like like zombies is not, you know, but
0: but <laughs> – but the zombie one was a comedy, you know, this one yeah. less. So the the thing I'm, I'm actually kind of warming up to this episode, the more I'm thinking about it, because the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm looking at it as like you said, it's set up as half an episode. Or for me, it's it's set up as setting up the next episode. You know, this is definitely setting up a, a second Killmonger episode that I think we're going to get. And. I'm, I'm warming up to this more because of that, that I, that we just watched chapter one of, of this, this world. We'll see.
1: I'm really hoping so. Cause like we've said before, that ending did not feel like a true ending. It just felt like a conclusion in the chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking yeah. that that's very possible where we are going here.
0: So here's another note that I wrote down when they're talking about going to war. Pepper says to General Ross, he, he says, uh, bring the Jericho bombs. We're going to fire the Jerichos at, at at Wakanda. And she says, isn't that a lot of firepower to aim at a country most Americans can't find on a map? <laughs> so there's two funny things there. I guess one is not funny. The The one that's not funny is the Jericho bombs. That's what Tony had been just showing off before the beginning of this episode. At the beginning of Iron Man, that's what he was showing off is that, that giant missile thing. The funny thing is when Black Panther came out, I remember seeing people and I, I can't remember all the context, but I do remember seeing people who had tricked other people into thinking that Wakanda actually existed. And, and there were like little videos where like, can you locate Wakanda on a map? No, I can't. <laughs> and the reason they can't is because it doesn't exist. But that's I just thought it was a little funny. I, I don't know if they're actually connecting to that or if they're just, you know, making a point that a, real, a regular person who lived in that world would make. But I thought it was kind of funny. Another connection is the Ten Rings, which has a little bit deeper resonance now for us, having seen Shang-Chi.
1: Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that would be affected too. So Shang Chi would maybe a different story.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure how different, but it, there is absolutely things that are getting affected as far as like the things that Shang Chi's father would do and everything. So yeah, yeah.
1: And you wouldn't have the story that we had in Iron Man. Was it two or three? Iron Man three.
0: Iron Man three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you might get some of that. You still might get Trevor, but it wouldn't involve Iron Man at all. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Probably up against Killmonger.
0: Again, there's interesting possibilities there. Yeah. And another note that I had, I don't have too many, too many more notes, but another one that I had was just about the cast. And that is we got Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, which is, he's great in everything he does. Oh yeah, that I've seen. I haven't seen a whole lot, but uh, I feel like again we were getting a a good, not stilted performance out of him. I feel like he was giving an actual performance and not just a line reading. Uh, Chadwick Boseman was in this. Uh, Angela Bassett was in this. Andy Serkis was in it. Uh, Don Cheadle, John Favreau, Paul Bettany. <laughs> like we had <laughs> a lot. Of of the actors returning. Of course, now we're seeing, oh, they had Chadwick Boseman in the room and they had him do a bunch of episodes. We thought we were getting one episode with Chadwick Boseman. And if this episode is the last Chadwick Boseman that we get, that scene is perfect. Yeah. It's just this beautiful sentiment that really resounds with me as far as like just – just thoughts that I have and things that I like to, you know, focus on, um, just, just beautiful.
1: Of course, that would mean that it, this is not just the last episode. I mean, I'm not sure which episode he actually last recorded, but nonetheless, the what if episodes are his last project. So you can pick that out and say, yeah, this is a really great way to, you know, give him a send off as his last project. So, I mean, I'm not saying that we're not going to see him in the following episodes, but still, beautiful quote to come from his last work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, Jon Favreau, again, fun to see him after the zombie oh. thing. And it's fun to see him back here again.
1: Um, always, always welcome Jon Favreau and whatever he's doing.
0: It does make me wonder if they beefed up roles in other episodes. When they realized which actors they were going to have available to them, like when they realized they were going to get Andy circus in the room, are we going to see claw again? And when they got John Favreau in there, did they just say, Hey, okay, we're going to get John Favreau. So episode 13, 14 and 15, we can also have some, some happy Hogan bits happening. So I don't know. I don't know, but it's kind of, kind of cool. Yeah. And I think that's all of my all of my notes. Do you have any notes that you, we missed or
1: Um I have a couple. Uh Mick Wingert returns as Tony Stark and he does a really great impersonation of Robert Downey Jr.
0: Yeah, especially in the scenes where he was recording lines that Robert Downey Jr had already done.
1: Right. Yeah, and it's it's not 100% perfect. I think his pitch may be a little bit higher than RDJ's, but it's still a really good impersonation. Really good. Um, also, I really, again, the animation was gorgeous in this episode.
0: Gorgeous. The battle scenes were wonderful.
1: Yeah, and I noticed in the battle scenes that um, Killmonger's um, hair was kind of blowing in the wind. And you saw the light and the shadow. And I was like, oh, that's just you know despite that the fact that they're going to battle against these these bots it it was just really beautiful to see
0: yeah i i think i was especially struck by the the um okoya mm-hmm. her her action sequences were really just beautiful and, and uh, they brought the actress back for her so she was there yeah <laughs>
1: denai oh my gosh i'm i'm going to butcher her name denai girara Guerrero. Yeah.
0: So, okay. Well, that is, that's our episode. We have talked about what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark again, probably even we could maybe a more snarky title instead of what if Killmonger got a head start on his plan. What if Killmonger killed Tony Stark? Cause that's really what happened here. <laughs> what if Killmonger, Saved Tony Stark. Well, the answer to that question is he would then kill Tony Stark. Okay.
1: Or Killmonger's Good Week.
0: Yeah. Uh, another nice detail that I just noticed was uh, Shuri. At first, I was like, why is sh- she sh- so short? <laughs> and then I realized, oh, and that was still 10 years before Black Panther.
1: Uh, sure. She's just she's. Still the smartest person in the room, I think, especially when it comes to tech.
0: And when she's, yeah, she even says it to Pepper. Uh, Tony Stark may be a genius, but he's not the only genius.
1: That's true. And I still want get to her, get her in the room with Peter Parker and see what <laughs> happens. <laughs>
0: All right, well, let's close this down and okay. let's. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember what we said we were going to do for the, the post credit. Venom. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about Venom. Okay. So uh, until next time, I want to thank everyone for listening. And Samantha, do you have anything that you need to say?
1: Uh, Yes. Uh, Quickly, I would like to thank our Patreon patrons, Jeffrey Tazzle, Blessed Cheesemaker, 084, Julie, and Andrew. Thank you very much.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Welcome to Level 7 where we talked about the MCU. It took some side trails on other things that we like. We didn't really actually drop any Star Trek references, but it was fun to drop those – Old school anime references talking about, you know, Gundam, which is on Netflix now. They got the Gundam movies, old school. That's so much fun. The old school Robotech. That is that is my stuff. I, I enjoy that since I was a little kid. Same with Battle of the Planets. Don't um, get me started about ben? Battle of the Planets. That was an inspiration behind ben. a lot of this. St- ben, uh-huh. we
1: got we to gotta shut this thing down.
0: What? I like anime. thanks for listening to welcome to level seven you've heard from us now we'd love to hear from you you can leave us voicemail by calling one seven seven five five level seven that's one seven seven five 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 three eight three five seven or send us an email to feedback at welcome to level seven just don't forget the seven is spelled out you can also go to welcome to level seven.com slash feedback and leave us a message there or join us on our facebook group facebook.com slash welcome to level seven the seven is spelled out and don't forget if you'd like to support the podcast you can go to patreon.com slash welcome to level seven seven spelled out and become a patreon supporter there once again thanks so much for listening and godspeed Okay, so the credits have been played here. Let's talk about Venom because we've played the game before. I hope you have the the sounder, Samantha, when you edit this episode, because the game is, is it MCU? It's everybody's favorite game show that's all about determining is it canon in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And rumors are there are possibly things in Venom 2. Let there be carnage.
1: Let's see. Oh, yes, I do have that tie song. I do.
0: into. I you have do? A sounder. Okay. Yes. All right. So there are, the rumors are that there are things that might tie into the MCU. Stuart was asking what causes me to say, yes, it is MCU, and that is on screen visual or verbal tie ins to MCU. So that would mean not just an actor who's playing a part but but to actually say hey there's Spider-Man over there <laughs> and and he's a part of my world and so there you go it's MCU because it's Tom Holland you know so that's that's what I need to have happen and I don't know there's there's rumors I think we just have to go and see the movie. So we will be going to see the movie and we will play the game. But it does mean if Venom, let there be carnage is MCU, we're going to have to do episodes about both Venom and Venom, let there be carnage. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Gotta happen. Have you seen Venom?
1: I have seen the first one. Yes. Okay. All and right. it was a lot better than I was expecting.
0: Yeah, I would, I would agree with that sentiment for sure. For sure. I've only seen it the one time in the theaters, you know, whenever it first came out, but I'd be willing to revisit it. That's one where I'm not like, oh, I have to sit through that, that whole thing again.
1: Yeah. And Tom Hardy, I mean, he could be like a pretty boy, Magic Mike, Mike type actor, but he when I'm. I'm sure that somebody tried to get him to go down that road and he just veered right to the left and said, No, I'm gonna do really good heavy characters. I mean, he plays the only version of Heathcliff from um oh gosh, what's the name of that book that I really hate?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I just felt like that was such a ripoff of Garfield. I mean Oh oh you're talking <laughs> about Wuthering Heights, sorry.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm t- is well, it Wuthering Heights? I, I hope Wuthering I'm right. Heights. I hate yeah. Wuthering Heights. I you just really put my don't.
0: Uh, my literature degree to uh, the test <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: I, I really hate the book Wuthering Heights, and he is plays the only version of Heathcliff. Let's see. I don't like Heathcliff. I don't like what he does, but the version that he plays, and I think it's like a it's, it's a, um, a BBC PBS.
0: Um, masterpiece, masterpiece theater.
1: theater sort of thing. The version he plays is the version in my head that would only make sense for Heathcliff, which okay. is someone who's just truly awful and manipulative. So I adore Tom, Tom Hardy just for doing that.
0: Uh, so here's the deal for everyone at home. If you go see Venom, Let There Be Carnage, let us know what you thought of it. One way or another, we're covering it. Yeah. If it is MCU we will be doing an episode. If it is not MCU, we will be doing a post credit more than likely. Yeah. And we will try not to spoil that, but the, I guess, Oh shoot. (laughs) The the way we cover venom (laughs) will, will uh, possibly be a a spoiler. Maybe (laughs) we should cut that. Oh, well, it'll be hard. It'll be very hard. To avoid any kind of notification that there is something in venom that ties into the m c u if if Tom Holland shows up in venom at Larry Carnage, it'll be very hard to avoid that spoiler,
1: yeah,
0: so we will do our best to not spoil it in that way, but
1: um here's one way that it may be connected to the m c u um it's directed by Andy Circus.
0: That is definitely a connection.
1: Yeah, because I mean Andy Circus made an appearance in the episode of What If that we were talking tonight.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's that's an unintended connection. Nice. Yeah, Nicely so, done. All right. I mean,
1: he oh, yeah, this may be MCU.
0: All right. Well, we need to shut this one down. So thank you, Samantha. And Everyone else who's listening right now, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night or morning or afternoon or whatever, and Godspeed.
1: Bye.